F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming. This is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and the Wranglers of F.E. Warren. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome back to the official podcast of the Mighty 90, Missile Minutia. I'm Glenn Robertson from the 90th Missile Wing Public Affairs Office, and this time around I'm going to turn the reins over to the folks who held the town hall just yesterday. There's a lot of worthwhile information stemming from some regulation changes regarding mask wear. And here we go. Welcome everybody to our virtual live town hall. I know we said last time that we were going to have one until the end of August, but due to recent changes, we thought we decided to be, as we always say, flexible and have one this Tuesday, um, today. So we have with us today, Colonel Barrington, our wing commander, Chief Master Sergeant Taylor, our command chief. We also have Lieutenant Colonel Wolf with public health. And we also have uh, Ms. Tambra Young, with our grocery manager here at our local DECA commissary. So to get started, Colonel Barrington, the floor is yours. All right. Thank you, Sergeant Jackson. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody for joining us. I know this is last minute, but things changed last week, and I wanted to, to have this opportunity to reach out to you to talk about why things change, talk about uh, how important it is, and then to answer any questions. So if you have any questions or concerns, go ahead and comment, and then uh, we'll have that read out to us, and we can address it right here, right now. Um, but as many of you have seen from watching the news, uh, the COVID virus didn't quite go away. In fact, it got worse. The Delta variant is proving to be very aggressive, especially for our unvaccinated members. So as a DOD, upon guidance from the CDC, uh, we had to take some precautions. One of the precautions that we took is wearing masks again in all DOD facilities. Uh, we are working on making sure that there are provisions that allow you to continue exercising. Uh, but this precaution is because the Delta variant is behaving a little differently than what we previously experienced. So a lot of us got vaccinated and we were able to take our mask off a couple of months ago. What we have found with the Delta variant is that a vaccinated member can be a carrier of the Delta variant and a spreader of the Delta variant and not know about it. That is a different dynamic. So to protect everybody, we want to make sure we're all being good teammates we're putting the mask back on. Uh, I have to admit at first, wasn't a fan of putting the mask back on. Now that it's back on after a couple of days, I'm not noticing it as much anymore. Yes, ma'am, I agree. So it's a small thing that we're doing to help protect our entire team. And to me, that's worth it. You're worth it. Your safety is incredibly important to me. Uh, so while we're wearing masks, the other things that we're going to continue doing, is hand washing. Washing our hands with soap and water for 20 seconds using hand sanitizer, maintaining social distancing, and making sure that we're doing smart things and going about, whether it's being out in public, we're being smart about how we're doing it. Uh, so again, the, the policy is for DOD facilities, you have to have a mask on, uh, whether you're vaccinated or not. And the only contingency is if you are alone in a closed off office. So, Chief, would you like to add anything? And, and ma'am, I would say everything that we're taking is to keep, keep you safe and keep our force safe and keep your family safe. 
uh, is the reason that we're taking these precautions. And, you know, I know that for a while when we uh, took masks off of us who was vaccinated, and we kind of resorted back to some of our, our old habits. And so that hand washing, I would say, uh, is so important to keep handing sanitizers on you. Uh, hopefully, we're getting out to every uh, all, our, all of our buildings across the uh, installation. So when you walk into the building, there should be hand sanitizer available for you to sanitize your hands in every facility. Uh, but again, we want to make sure that you stay safe so we can meet our, our mission uh, objectives each, each and every day because it's important what we do. And that's the whole point is to protect the force and keep the force safe. Absolutely. So how long will we be in this configuration? Well, we got to get the Delta variant under control. What can we do? Masks are a start. Of course, proper hygiene is a start. But really, our number one weapon, it's the vaccine. So to talk more about the vaccine, to hopefully answer some of the questions that you may still have, to give you facts, we've got Doc Wolf here with us. So Doc, how are you doing today? Good, ma'am. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for coming it. over. Of course. Anytime. All right. So. Uh, you know, everything Colonel Barrington said spot on. Uh, right now, just to add that, put it in context, if y'all remember when COVID kind of kicked off, SARS-CoV-2 COVID, the transmissibility, like if I were infected, how many people I could infect, it was about two to three people. And that's like the R, that's what we call the R. Right now, that's at about eight to nine. So that's why you keep hearing in the news that it's as transmissible as a chicken pox, because that's like, so, you know, if I get this, I can spread it to a whole team. Um, and so hence the mass. So just to give some context there, measles is like at 16, right? So measles is very transmissible, but the Delta variant is working its way up there. So hence why it's really important that we do this. And the other information that Colonel Barrington uh, spoke about real quickly was that the virus, this Delta virus really likes to live in the back of the throat. And right now we know that it's about a thousand times more of the virus lives in the back of the throat of everyone, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, hence why we can spread it so easily to other folks. And we are in a community that we just have a lot of unvaccinated people. And so it's very important that we protect not just ourselves, but other people. So let's talk about the vaccine. We know right now that, you know, we're kind of in an ongoing study. You know, the FDA went through the regular process like it does for every other vaccine that we have to get in the military. So it followed the same process. We know that it's a very safe vaccine. Um, we have the Moderna here, so Moderna and Pfizer are the mRNA vaccines. We know that they're very safe. Like any vaccine, there's a very low risk of a side effect, and that isn't coming to any vaccine that's out there. There are, I know uh, folks have done uh, you know, many uh, education sessions. I did one today. A lot of folks are worried about the potential side effects. And one thing I'll tell you is the studies have shown that they're not above the background rate of any, you know, of any other vaccine. So really what we do know is that getting an infection, getting COVID, when that meaning that you're infected with the virus and you're symptomatic, we are seeing now serious cases among unvaccinated young healthy folks. So folks in their 20s, 30s, 40s, we're seeing the hospitalizations and deaths go up in that population. And so that's the concerning thing. And this thing that you've heard about the long COVID, it's a real thing. As we get more data now, we're finding people that are a year out, six months out, they have difficulty going up the stairs or you know going out for a jog um, if you have a loss of taste and smell i would be a little concerned about that because that tells me that your neurologic system your nervous system has been impacted so what i tell everyone right now is your number one goal is not to get the infection and what's the best way to do it vaccine number one and then wear masks and make you know other good social make good decisions in your activities uh, i want to you know i went even to the cdc and some other websites before i came on here to see if there's any new information 
and they're coming. I, I think everyone around the country must be getting the same questions as I do. Uh, talking about like pregnancy and fertility, those are really big concerns. And right now there has been no data to show that there's been any negative impact with uh, pregnancy or fertility. In fact, even just the other day, all the organizations that have to do with um, women that are pregnant, they've all come out and said that pregnant women should get the vaccine. Just because we know that pregnant moms or uh, pregnant women get have worse outcomes if they get the infection. So I uh, think those are the, a lot of the concerns that I have. Some other concerns that I've heard from other folks is they don't want to feel sick for a couple days because of the side effects of the vaccine. And I would say, boy, that's a small price to pay short term, not feeling well for potentially preventing what could be long term lifetime consequences. Uh, you know, we have some folks here around the base that you may not be aware of that are living with long COVID. I mean, some people with oxygen, some young, young folks. So I really, I really uh, want to stress, you know, this is a safe vaccine. Uh, you know, I, 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 the way I like to practice medicine is I wouldn't offer you or ask you to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself or recommend to my family. And boy, this one, I was like, you know, I recommend to everyone that they get this vaccine because it's really the safest thing to do, not just short term for yourself and for other people, but for the long term. Yeah. Ma'am, and uh, Dr. Wilson, I know there's some, there's some questions out there on some members' minds. And uh, one of the questions is that um, if, I, if I had COVID, why do I need to still get vaccinated? That's great. Can, can you elaborate you. on that? Yes, please. So we do know that um, when you get COVID infection, you will have antibodies uh, to uh, COVID for a little bit. Right, the bell curve, kind of the average shows that some people have, most people will have it for about 90 days, hence why a lot of our policies had things for 90 days. But we do know that when you get outside of the statistics that some people have antibodies for 30 days and some people have it for a little longer. The thing we know for sure is that your immunity to COVID will not last forever. Uh, and so as you're seeing, we have a lot of folks that were vaccinated back in you know, February and now they're getting COVID. Um, and that's because there are a lot of strains and mutations, right? So viruses are very clever and uh, they figure out how to kind of work around the immune system and you can get reinfected because as they change genetically, you can get reinfected, just kind of like the flu, right? We have to get a flu shot every year just because they mutate a little and, you know, our immune system doesn't, you know, our antibodies don't recognize all the different mutations. And so studies have actually shown that if you had COVID, you had the infection and symptoms and then you actually get vaccinated, it boosts your immune system even a little more. So it's actually, uh, the advice is, except for when you're actively infected and having symptoms, then you don't wanna get the vaccine at that moment. It's encouraged that everyone get the vaccine, including those folks that have had the infection before, just because your immunity does not last. Does that answer you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And uh, some, some airmen say that they're waiting for there to be more tests, that they don't feel like the vaccine is safe enough. Can you elaborate? Thank well, you. I know you, you elaborate a little bit on the FDA has ran this all through, already through all the testing. Can you elaborate on uh, that a little bit more? Because yep. uh, some believe that the vaccine, we're still testing it, and maybe they're testing on us, and they feel like it's still unsafe. Sure. No, that's a great question. I have gotten that before. So I'll tell you that the mRNA vaccines uh, were developed using technology that's been around for decades. So even though it might be new to us, it's not new in the scientific world. So they've been around a long time. And like I mentioned before, it, the vaccines have gone through the same FDA process like every other vaccine that we get. In fact, at this point, we've given the vaccine to more people than we would ever give before you actually rolled out and got full FDA approval. So we've given millions and millions of doses across the world. And so we know that these are really good vaccines. And right now, both Moderna and Pfizer have put in, um, as you probably know, Chief, they've put in for full approval. 
And so that's imminent. That's coming down the pike because really the data right now, there's no indication there's any reason why they would not approve this, these vaccines because we know they work. And one of the reasons we know is because we did a pretty good job in the country of vaccinating our 65 and older. And guess what happened? We saw that their hospitalizations and their deaths went down. And then we saw our unvaccinated folks, their hospitalizations and deaths go up. So we know the vaccines work and we know they're safe. And that's what the data supports at this point. Okay. And now, yeah. uh, ma'am, I will say, I think the last thing is, you know, you hear this a lot is, um, there's a lot of information, but many areas there's not enough information out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what's, what's good places, what, what's good sources that our airmen can go, sure. uh, what can they utilize even here locally, I know they can come to you, they can come to the med group, but what, what sources can they go to to read information concerning uh, COVID, and because some even say, I'm not sure if the data is true about how many airmen, how many people have passed away from the data. Okay. So can you share what's a good, uh, good source they can go to and read yeah. um, about uh, the about vaccine? And yeah, absolutely. So my first go-to is the CDC, Centers for Disease Control. I mean, I used to work there, you know, all the people that work there are professionals, consummate professionals, a great uh, organization. And so that's my first go-to is the CDC. Um, I mean, they're charged, they fall under the public health service. They are charged with protecting the public health. That is their job. And so that would be my first go-to, www.cdc.gov. Um, but there are a lot of folks that have had this that don't trust to go to the uh, government site. So then I would say, okay, there are lots of alternatives. Um, I like to go personally because I, you know, I, I got my master's in public health from the University of Minnesota, great uh, public school there, great cancer research, and they have this thing called uh, the Center for Infectious Diseases, um, CIDRAP, sorry, I always, don't always remember the, the acronym, but so they have a lot of policy information. I like to go to a lot of universities, so folks that don't like to go to a government site, I say, go to a university you trust. You could go to the, um, uh, you could go to Johns Hopkins, um, you know, obviously Harvard has a great site. Um, University of California, San Francisco has a great site. You can pick whatever university system in your state, home state that you trust, go to them. Uh, that's what I would say if you don't go to the CDC, which would be really my go-to. Um, you can go to your local health department, so you can go to your state health department. They all have websites um, that provide a lot of useful information. Um, you can try Medscape. M-E-D-S-C-A-P-E. -E. They have a lot of great stuff. Um, Mayo Clinic, I would recommend Mayo Clinic if you just want to look up any symptom you have or any kind of ailment you think you have, that's a great resource, Mayo Clinic. Um, so those, those are a lot of the sites that I go to, actually. Thank you, Doc. And lastly, I would say is, some immigrant would say, now that we're back in masks, mm -hmm. then why should I get vaccinated? Because yep. the mask is enough to protect me. I'm right. going back in masks, why should I get vaccinated? So the argument now is with this Delta variant, which um, is very aggressive, as Colonel Barrington said, is that, um, Actually, you know, it's a combination of getting vaccinated, wearing the mask, you know, trying to not not staying a long time close to people, so being physically distanced. Um, because remember, you can still get COVID from your eyes, right? That's another. So if you're around someone that's not wearing a mask and they're talking to you, you know, I wish we could see the particles, right? If they would, they've done some studies where they color them, and you can see how when someone talks, how far the particles go. Um, and so if you're around someone that's not wearing a mask and you have a mask, I mean, they could theoretically get it in your eye and that's how you can get COVID, right? And so there are a lot of ways or you know, let's say you touch a surface and then you do this with your, you do this. And so really it's the combo of all those things. Um, sorry, and your question is more like, why should they get it? Why should they? Well, frankly, the thing, the number one thing that the vaccines do, that we know this, they do this very well, is they prevent serious illness and death. Okay, and so they're not saying that you're not gonna get the infection 
but we know the data supports that you're not going to get, you know, it would be very, very rare to get very sick and pass away. And usually the people that have had those have been, they've had some other illnesses or they've been very elderly. And so we know the one thing it's going to do, it's going to protect the force. It's going to protect you individually. It's going to protect your family and your friends because we know it's not going to land you in the hospital. And I'll tell you, we've had lots of young, healthy folks having had to go uh, to the hospital because they're unvaccinated, they got COVID. And you know, they've had, whether it's pneumonia or other symptoms, a, a lot of respiratory pneumonia, um, some neurologic. So the big thing is gonna keep you out of the hospital. Thank you, Doc. Yep. Appreciate that. Sure. Thank you very much. So I think the doc brings up a very good point. It's gonna keep you out of the hospital. It's gonna keep you safe. Having the vaccine protects you and keeps you healthy. Um, being in the hospital is not fun and being on a ventilator is not fun. Um, I'm not speaking from experience of someone who's been on a ventilator. I have seen a family member on a ventilator and it is, uh, it was surprising to see just how violent it is when you have a machine helping you breathe. And we have had members in Air Force Global Strike Command and we have had a dependent in this wing who have been on ventilators. Um, I want you to be safe. I want you to be healthy and we have a solution and it's the vaccine and unfortunately I have to fight through a lot of misinformation and a lot of hyperbole from people who don't know. Uh, as Doc says, we've got a lot of great professionals out there. They have literally dedicated their lives to helping others. They have spent years if not decades getting educated, learning as much as possible so they can help people and they can make good decisions and properly inform us. The information is out there. Are you willing to be a good leader and assess the data and make a good decision for yourself, for your teammates, for your family? Our mission is incredibly important. If you also pay attention to other stories in the news, you'll see Russia and China are surging. Our mission at a nuclear-capable ICBM base cannot fail. That means everybody's counting on us. So it is imperative that we make good decisions for ourselves. For those of you that are saying, I'll just wait until it's mandatory, okay, you're saying you're willing to get the vaccine, go ahead and do it. And I've got a couple of options for you. So if you'd like to get the Moderna vaccine, you'd like to get it here on base on Mondays and Thursdays, from 0730 to 1600, you can walk into the clinic and you can get the vaccine. So Mondays and Thursdays, 0730 to 1600. Let's say you wanna get Pfizer, or maybe you wanna get Johnson & Johnson. You are welcome to go downtown and get the vaccine at any location that has the brand that you would like. Or if there's a certain day when you wanna get the vaccine and it's not available here on base, you can go downtown. You just need to get your paperwork and eventually you'll need to bring it into the med clinic and they'll register it in IMR and that way we'll see that you're fully vaccinated. That way you can get ahead of the rush uh, and you can go ahead and protect yourself. You can do it on a timeline that works best for you. So we've got plenty of options out there. There's no good excuse to not get the vaccine. Do it for you, do it for your loved ones, do it for this entire team. That's what we're asking you to do. And I, and I would add, ma'am, most of all, when you hear it on your head, is that get educated. 
right? Uh, Doc Wolf provided some awesome resources um, for you to go out there and actually read about the vaccine for yourself. Uh, do not just listen to what you hear on many, many social media platforms who spew so much misinformation. And uh, we really want you to be safe. The vaccine is a safe vaccine. Uh, Colonel Burton has the vaccine. I've had the vaccine. Dr. Wolf has had the vaccine. And many others around the base have had the vaccine. Uh, and all the data shows this is a safe vaccine. And you really need to do, and, and you may be saying to yourself, Dan, I'm, I'm young, uh, I don't need the vaccine, but what about the, what about the airman that's next to you? The airman to your right or to your left who, who has an illness, who maybe if they catch COVID, uh, they may have a hard time struggle or they may end up on a ventilator. Uh, these are your teammates. Uh, what if you go back home on leave and you visit your, your, your parents or your loved ones and uh, they have a condition or they can't fight off uh, the uh, the COVID like you can with your immune system and you get them sick. I'm sure you would feel horrible for that. So uh, you have an opportunity here to go out, do some amazing research, read about the vaccine. You can even come uh, and talk with Doc Wolf one-on-one if you're unsure, you have more concerns and you want to hear from, from a physician's mouth, uh, someone who we pay to do this, uh, who's educated in vaccines and, and medicine. Uh, after you reach out and you talk with Dr. Wolf 101, but we really need you to be safe and to help protect your families and our force. This is important. Absolutely. So one of the other things that you can do to keep safe, and this is a new thing that's coming to the base, and we're really excited about it, is we're going to have click-to-go shopping at the commissary. Now, how is COVID linked to click-to-go? Uh, you can now shop our commissary, develop a virtual basket, shoppers will grab those items for you you can pull up to the commissary and you can get your groceries pay for them and you're on your way and now you just save time not walking around the commissary looking for all the items that you need so to discuss that in depth is our commissary professional so i'm going to turn it over to you hello thank you for having me um, actually, with the click to go, you don't even have to go in to pay. It's going to be all paid online. Perfect. And then so you just pull up to one of the designated parking spots and call the number located on the pole there, and someone will bring your groceries right up to you. Outstanding. So when does click to go start? August 10th. Wonderful. And then what website do we need to go to if we want to participate in this program? Uh, Shop.comseries.com. Is there a limited amount of groceries that you can get, or is it unlimited? No, you can order one item or like a full shopping trip worth. Is there a surcharge that comes with click to go uh, The normal surcharge for the commissary is still there. Okay, so there's no additional handling fees or anything? No, for um, there is a $4.95 fee, but it's waived at this time. Okay, awesome. I don't know how long that's going to be waived for, but... Currently, there is no additional charge. So it's a great opportunity to take advantage of the program right now. Yes. Awesome. And we should be having what they're calling a soft opening on August 6th, where you can go in and start placing your orders. Nice. But the pickups won't be until the 10th. And uh, within how many hours, if I uh, go in and I order order my items on uh, the night prior, uh, how many hours would it, when would my item be ready? If I did it at noon, or would it be ready within two hours, or what's the time frame? Um, I believe the orders cut off at six hours prior, uh -huh. and we'll have designated time slots, and you'll have to select one okay. on the website. And you'll have to be ready to that designated time. Yes. Awesome. All right. How about coupons? What about our, our 
savvy folks who like to use coupons, will they be able to do that with Click2Go? Uh, currently, regular coupons are not capable through the website. I believe the rewards program cards can still be used, and there'll even be a spot where you put in your rewards number. Outstanding. So what if, uh, um, so here's a question. What if I, I get an item, uh, I order an item, it's a bad item. Uh, I, get, I get to the house and I realize that, hey, uh, you know, I ordered some oranges and oranges are, they're not, they're not good. Or if I get a box of cereal home and there's something wrong with it. Um, how, how do I return that? How do I make a, a, a uh, uh, You'll have to come into the store and mm -hmm. do a return. Okay. So I bring the item back and come into the store with yes. the item? Okay. Thank you. All right, ma'am, I'll take this. Any questions out there in, uh, in, in, in Facebook land? Surprisingly not. We have a lot of people online watching, but okay. no questions. So okay. I, yeah, I'm surprised. Okay. Well, we'll give people a minute to type some stuff up. Uh, yes. Just a few more things. Uh, spouses, we want to hear from you, and there's going to be some more events coming up. Uh, Ms. Meyer is hosting a Key Spouse Networking event in August. So now that PCS season is winding down, uh, we're getting a lot of new people to the base. One of the one of the things that I've heard talking to others is that the base community in itself is is very closed off. And yeah, with COVID, that's definitely changed that social dynamic that we've had here yes. at FE Warren in the past. The spouse network is a good opportunity to make some of those connections. Uh, so we have to work a little harder and go out of our way and, and be a little more deliberate in making those connections. But this is another opportunity to get out there, meet new people, and uh, and get welcome to the Cheyenne area. So uh, look for that, the Key Spouse Networking event that's going to be coming soon. That is awesome. Well, I think we got an awesome Key Spouse group here, Absolutely, too. So uh, yeah. um, please come out and support that. It looks like, ma'am, we also have the child care before and after school program starting back up. Yes. Uh, which is which is needed, right? School is starting back up. So the registration is now open for the FSS school age care program. Uh, you can find information for signups on www.militarychildcare.com. And the ages from is from six to twelve for transportation provided from Freedom Pioneer Park, Demini Miller Elementary School, and you can call at seven seven three two five six four. Awesome. And then, Chief, while you're talking about child care want to put in a plug for our family child care program. We need families who are interested in running their own small business who would like to help take care of our military ch children. So I think we only have three homes right now. We would really like to have 10. Uh, the good news is that if you're interested but you're worried about the costs associated with it, our family child care uh, program managers have a ton of items, literally a ton of items, that you can get, you can select what works best for the children that you're going to be supervising, your home, you can get everything and basically start your small business for very little. That's a good deal, man. It is a very good deal and it's incredibly helpful to our military families. Childcare is incredibly difficult to come by. Uh, if any of you are on the fence, slightly interested, please go see our family child care program managers and they can walk you through it and help you out. Awesome. And, uh Looks like we got another coffee talk coming up on mm -hmm. 5 August. All right, so uh, CGOs and FGOs uh, come by the base theater. The uh, the boss is buying coffee, so uh, walk over to the coffee shop, get you a, a double uh, frappuccino uh, <laughs> with extra mocha in it, and uh, come on across to the uh, base theater. I know I probably said that backwards, you know. Um, and uh, have coffee with uh, with Colonel Barrington and myself. That would be wonderful. Looking forward to it.
Looks like we got some more future events coming through here, ma'am. FSS again. Uh, if you're new to the area, you're looking for jobs, USA Jobs, if you'd like to work with our team here on base. We've got lots of openings in different, uh, in different specialties. We need help, and if we want our base community to be, community to be strong, we need everybody on the team helping out. Uh, so usajobs.gov, G-O-V, uh, they've got jobs for lifeguards, uh, child and youth programs, caregivers, we have cooks, we've got rec assistants, we've got baristas, lodging, bartenders, uh, you name it, we probably have it, and we'd love to have you on our team. And ma'am, uh, what I'm really excited about is Toastmasters Club. So uh, I gave a challenge uh, uh, to one of our CNCOs and one of our staff started at the 20th. They, are, uh, they have put together uh, and started up the first uh, F.E. Warren Toastmasters Club here on F.E. Warren. Uh, so they are doing a demo on August 5th from 1430 to uh, 1600 here at the Trails Inn. Uh, and Toastmaster, if you're not a public speaker or you want to get stronger and being a better public speaker, come out to Toastmasters. Uh, it is a great opportunity to develop you as a leader, uh, as an airman, and as a public speaker. So uh, there should be an email floating out there across uh, the wing. And uh, if you have more questions, the POCs are on there, and uh, come out and, uh, and, and enjoy. I, I think it'd be a great event for you. All right. And then the very next day, this Friday, is our first Friday. So come to Trails End, celebrate first Friday. There will be a food truck outside, and uh, that will be a good event, a good chance to get everybody together again. And then August 20th, yes. Frontier Cave. Yes. So base picnic all day. We'll be on the parade field having lots of fun, good food chance to socialize again it's outdoors we'll be able to practice social distancing just because we're back in masks and COVID is a bit of an issue right now we can still enjoy each other's company get out to know one another and it's a great way to welcome a lot of the new families here who just moved and joined our team a great way to kick off the school year too right yes absolutely <laughs> they go back to school uh, so August 20th is Friday. They go back to all the kids go back to school on the 23rd. So, so. bring them all out and let them get all our summer out their system. Let them run and play and scream. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it looks like the last uh, thing we have here, ma'am, is Freedom Fest. Uh, it's coming up 5 September at 1400 at the Adventure Park. So, it looks like we're going to have a uh, concert featuring uh, Low Cash. I'm not sure who that is, but <laughs> Low Cash is going to be there. Uh, hopefully, they got some more cash. They're <laughs> um, gonna have uh, Jimmy Allen's gonna be there, and uh, Runaway June. I have what about Runaway May? I, I don't know sure who Runaway June is, but Runaway June is gonna be there. <laughs> I'm not familiar with those groups, but I'm sure they're gonna put on an outstanding Freedom Fest for us. I think we're gonna have to get Alexa to start playing some some song lists. Yes. So I, I bet you people are out there laughing at us because they know who the Our fans are. Yes, are. We know. I think I might go to Alexa and I and uh, okay. have look up. Uh, Low cash. That's Should we right mess there. with people's Alexa devices right now? Alexa, play music by low cash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll see what happens. Uh, but but that would be a really good event. So looking forward to Freedom Fest and our FSS team. They're working really hard to uh, to put on some really great events. So we can all get together. And it's going to be outside. So again, again. Uh, we can enjoy uh, being outdoors with one another and some social distancing and. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and enjoy uh, the fall, beginning of the fall, right, September? Absolutely. So we'll be entering the fall season. Absolutely. So we've had a great summer. Uh, we just finished Frontier Days. Uh, lots of great concerts. We had a great air show here on base that was supported by many, many people. Frontier Days happens because of the many military volunteers 
uh, who make this happen. And then our city does a great job of sharing Western culture, inviting us in and uh, making us all feel welcome to be a part of the city of Cheyenne. Uh, so it's a, it was a wonderful event and glad that we got to participate yes, in it. And then we will press on. This is a demanding mission. Uh, what we do for the nation is vitally important and no one else in the nation except for three wings can provide combat capability with ICBMs. It's us, it's Minot, it's Malmstrom. And we're the best out there and we need you on the team. So thank you very much to Doc Wolf for joining us today, for helping us understand the ins and outs of the vaccine. Thank you very much to Miss Young for helping us understand the click to go. And thank you to everybody for joining us. And yeah, ma'am, I think we got a few questions here. Yes. Uh, oh, no, I was wrapping it up. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> she, she's ready. She, she's been trying to like deal with that. She's trying to deal with that. Which one is us. new here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt because uh, yes. Oh, so actually, I only have two. So one I want to start with is um, the question, which is actually perfect because it was uh, talking about our mission and stuff. This is actually about tripping out. So we have a question about that. They heard that COVID tests are starting again for those who trip out. Since vaccinated people are now shown to spread the Delta variant, will we be getting regular COVID tests as well to stop the spread out of the mass, out at the mass? No, however, we're getting more guidance from DOD uh, on what the testing regime will be. So you've probably heard the president speak last week where he talked about unvaccinated federal civilian employees will have to be tested on a weekly basis we're still waiting to get direction to see what that looks like uh, but right now we are not looking at testing to go out to the mass but that could change so just ask that everybody be flexible this is a conditions based uh, decision making process so right now the answer is no to be determined at a later date though and this one is actually a testimonial from an Angela McPherson. She says, my immune system is low. I'm fully vaccinated uh, back in March, got COVID anyway, but I'm thankful for getting the vaccine. I believe it helped a lot, but I'm still fighting my health. Shout out to my leadership for caring about me and my family, but I'm struggling. Will, virtually be, will virtual meetings continue for us with low immune systems? Yes. Uh, so work with your supervisor. Teleworking remains an option. And there are multiple reasons why people might need to be in a teleworking situation. Uh, so work with your supervisors uh, from the Air Force on down. Teleworking's here to stay. Yes, ma'am. And it's a contract between a worker and the supervisor. Now, a lot of our mission here at this wing, you have to be present. That's just the nature of our job. But there are a lot of different duties out there that people perform. You can do it from your house. And found that people are very effective working from their homes when you remove some of the distractions that we have in the workplace. So uh, work with your supervisor and let's take care of you. And Angela, thank you very much for sharing your testimony. Yes, with us. thank you for sharing, Angela. Appreciate that. All right, yes. what you got, Jay? Just one more. Uh, Cecil Guy said, ha ha, that totally worked. Alexi Alexia, stop. <laughs> I like it. We do that more often. More often, just shout out random stuff for Alexa. Right? More, more often, yes. yes. <laughs> that is All right. it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.